Hi, everybody. My name is Giselle Kowalski, and I'm the digital marketing strategist here at Texas State University. You're listening to Office Hours, and today I'm here with Sam. Sam, what's up? Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. So what was your biggest takeaway from talking with Dr. Carter? Um, I learned that he was an undecided major, and he went on to be a professor now. And I think that's pretty cool. Like, he went from not knowing to learning on the way what he wanted to do and now he's doing it really well so that's pretty cool yeah it's a really good story yeah so we hope you guys enjoy this conversation between sam and dr daniel carter start off can you tell me your name what you teach and how long have you been here at texas state university yeah i'm daniel carter i teach data journalism and web design and graphic design more generally. And I've been at Texas State for six years, I believe, but I'm not totally sure. All right. So everyone loves a good icebreaker. What would the title of this chapter of your life be called? Oh, um, I'll, you know, to make it easier, I'll say mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing right now. That's that's a good chapter. <laughs> I think that's a good name. What about like, I know what I'm doing right now, but I don't know what I'll be doing later. Oh, that's great. That's a good one. That's that's good. That's it's a good. little long, but no, no. I mean, there's there's no length restriction on titles. Where are you from originally? I grew up in Dickinson, Texas, which is right between Houston and Galveston. Yeah. Where I'm from Laporte. Do you know where that is? I do know where Laporte is. Yeah. Yeah. No way. So like Dickinson High School and everything, and Dickinson High School. Go Gators. Go, go Gators. Yeah. <laughs> go, go Gators. <laughs> cool. And what was it like growing up there? I mean, it felt normal. Um, I think it was a good place to grow up. You're outside of Houston, but you're like not in a suburb, right? Mm-hmm. In Dickinson, like it's its own weird little place. Yeah. Has weird old NASA connections. There's a bunch of old NASA people kicking around Dickinson and probably around Laporte and yeah. that whole area. Yeah. Like at the same time, it's not Houston and Houston's pretty cool. So, um, you know, I feel like I missed out on things by not being in Houston and like being kind of sheltered. You're kind of sheltered in Dickinson. Did you feel that way? Uh, I feel very sheltered. Yeah. Mostly because like exactly like you're in Houston, but you're not in Houston. Um, So it's kind of like a weird thing. But then when you go out into the world, you're like, hey, where are you from? I'm like, Houston, you know, (laughs) you know, but you never really like had that original authentic Houston experience because mm-hmm. you're so close to the coast. Yeah. And kids who grew up in Houston, like they, I don't know, I feel like they got exposed to a lot more than we did. Like yeah. I got to college. I was like, oh, like, oh, oh, I'm not from a city actually. And y'all like, y'all know things I don't. Yeah. It definitely feels like that. What was your first job actually? I worked at Cinemark as a projectionist. Really? The summer of 2000 and so the first Fast and the Furious movie came out. It's a good one. Pearl Harbor came out. That was like three hours long. That was long. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but those were the notable films yeah, of that yeah, summer. Yeah. Where did you go for your undergraduate? I went to UT. UT? Okay. What did you major in? in at UT? Uh, so I had no idea what I wanted to do. And they have a degree that's just called interdisciplinary honors. And I did that. And um, I should have double majored. Everybody else double majored. Uh, but I didn't. I like wrote fiction and didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so I finished up at UT and I worked for a couple of years and then I went and got my master's at Ohio State. Yeah. And my master's is in English literature. 
Uh, but I hung out a lot with the MFA people and yeah, started writing there and was doing that for a while. What made you go out and venture into writing your own works? Um, so I'd always written, like I wrote it when I was at UT. I didn't write poetry until I got to Ohio State. And I think it was just being around people who were doing it and like realizing that I enjoyed that form. Could you speak on your experience at the Ohio State University? It was great. Uh, I really, I really liked Ohio State. I really liked Columbus a lot. Getting a master's is good. You know, it was two years where I read books and wrote and had a really good community of friends around me who yeah. were doing the same things. Yeah. And, you know, you make no money, but that's okay. Yeah. And because you're young and Columbus is cheap. Yeah. And it was a it was a fun few years. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember any noticeable like challenges? I mean, I was a terrible teacher. I didn't quite understand that I was a terrible teacher at the time, but Ohio State does this weird thing where they throw the master students into being the primary instructor of composition classes. So like I had never taken a composition class in my life and was teaching composition to, you know, 20 undergrads. Yeah, yeah I wasn't a good teacher. That's just <laughs> how that was. I, I mean, I wasn't terrible, but I, I could have been much better. Where was it in that experience where you were like, well, this is what I want to do, continuing on? I mean, I enjoyed it. I've always enjoyed talking to students. And I've always enjoyed working with students. Um, and I think I enjoyed that even then, right? Like I liked going to class. I liked talking to students in class. Yeah, the decision that, to do that more seemed, that was part of the decision. At least it wasn't the whole decision, but it was part of it. I, I want to know, what has it been like? Because you were going to college around, you know, the mid-2000s and that time. At the beginning, you know, that's when Facebook and, and companies like Twitter and Instagram start popping up. What was it like, you know, starting from when there was a really no social media presence at all until now where you're, you're now teaching and now social media is really what rules the world? So how have you seen that change? I like that question. I think I was... I was in undergrad when Facebook, when people started using Facebook. And when I got to undergrad, we were using MySpace. MySpace actually felt like a way that you were going to like find people and meet people because it was so much smaller then. Mm -hmm. So you could kind of be like, oh, that's the person I saw at that party. And like it was, it felt very different, much more kind of personal and small. So that was early 2000s and Austin was like the end of Austin being like a small place. So I'm doing a lot of social media kind of promotion stuff lately. I hate parts of it. And what I hate about it is that it is constant labor it's like y'all do social media stuff, right? You are constantly pumping out more things because you just have to constantly fill the channel with stuff, right? And the stuff that we're having to pump out is becoming more like media rich, right? Where like now, okay, reels do better on Instagram. So you're making videos. I imagine like y'all are constantly making videos and it's really, really laborious. Whereas if you wanted to promote something or tell people about something, you know, in the early 2000s, but even more so, you know, in the time period before that, you made a flyer and that's a piece of paper <laughs> and you only made one. You didn't have to like make a new flyer every day to keep people's attention. Mm -hmm. That's something I find really difficult about kind of the current landscape. It's exhausting. It is, yeah. Um, yeah. It's absolutely exhausting. And um, I don't know, like I like making fewer things that are, that I care more about. So what do you see the future um, when it comes to digital humanities as a whole? Like, what do you see that playing out into? That's a big question. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I think that it depends on the business models. I think the business models kind of drive what happens on 
social media. Um, so like we understand how Instagram's business model works and then why we like, for example, have to pump out constant content on it, right. Or have to pump out reels instead of photos or photos instead of little bits of text. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't do very much on social anymore, um, at all because I, I find it a little exhausting and a little boring. I don't know. And I know what I would like is kind of smaller communities with people that I am more interested in. Whether I think that's going to happen, I don't know. I think there's always alternatives, right? If I was less lazy, I would. I could find that now. I could certainly have that now. But I don't because we do what's easy and, um, you know, everybody is on Instagram and that's a huge value, right? Yeah. Now I want to talk more about um, you and on the teaching side, what lessons, you know, teaching coding and data journalism, what have you learned that you can apply into your daily life? My daily life? Let's see. Um, anytime that you're doing something, document it so you can do it again. Be really organized. Your computer will always crash. So try your best to figure out a way to back it up in a way that is good for you and easy. Reuse everything, right? Like, so I'm thinking even about this fall, I'm going to be teaching design and data journalism again. Like, how much of that can I record as I'm teaching and make available so that I can give it to students afterwards? And then I think also understand that even if you do all of those things, you will just redo them for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, like, you will never get it actually right. Like, yeah. there is no perfect. Um, my, my, my PhD is in information science. So I think a lot about, like, how to organize files and how to organize information so that it can be used. It, it's it's a never-ending process. You'll just do it over and over again. There's no perfect solution. Do you have any memorable experiences you're teaching? Yeah, let me think. So I'm running this thing right now called Texas Community Health News, and we have been able to hire quite a few interns this summer. And so I have three of my former students that are interning for me right now. So it's nice to see them get to start doing like professional level work in data journalism. I don't know. It's always nice when in data journalism, when I find a, uh, I see a student find something that we didn't know, right? Like what's cool about data journalism is we can find stuff that we didn't know. And I had a student pull the like maintenance and cleanup records for parks in Austin because they wanted to know about graffiti cleanup. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was cool, right? Like that's something we don't know anything about graffiti cleanup in Austin or how much they spend cleaning up graffiti or anything like that. And now we know something about it. I don't know, that's kind of rare yeah. in university that we get to like actually go out and find something new yeah. um, at the undergraduate level. Yeah, you probably have to dig deep for that one, you know. Yeah, but less very... deep than you would think, right? You yeah. send an email, you say, I, I want this yeah. and, and then you get it. And that's kind of a cool thing. That's pretty cool about now. You can just send emails and yeah. like, hey. Um, did you expect your life to be what it is like today? Did I expect my life to be what it was like today? God, I had no idea what I was going to do. Um, no, but I think I'd be happy. I think I'd be happy with this. I think I knew I wanted to be a professor and I got really lucky there and it worked out. Um, did I think I was going to be in San Marcos? No, but it's good here. It's a lot better than a lot of places I could have been. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and so if you could go back, you know, and meet that college you, um, what would you tell them? Oh, um, study harder, have more fun, do, do both. <laughs> yeah, I really, I wish I had double majored. I wish that I had majored in something just that I would have liked to have known about, right? Um, I don't know, economics or sociology or anything. 
because I could have done that. I just would have had to work harder and I didn't want to work hard at that point. And then, yeah, have more fun. It's, it's good to be young. Have, have as much fun as you can. Finally, I want to ask you if there's any advice that you could give me, um, me as a junior right now, um, just any general advice, you know, that you'd have for me. Yeah. You're making, you're making films. Um, yeah. Make like make films that you love, work hard on it, be hard on yourself right? Like have fun making them. But like, now's the chance, like now's like one of the only chances you'll have to like really make what you want to make and figure out what you want to make and like what you like. Um, and you're also at a point where like, there's in some ways less pressure on you. Right. So like you can be a lot more experimental when you're young. Um, because you're doing different things with your films. Right. So you can really like figure out what you want to do or you can try weirder stuff or you can like be influenced by weirder people. Um, and, um, I think that's what you should be doing. Like make stuff that you love and let yourself have a, like a rain on it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. This fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Office Hours. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and make sure to tune in next time to learn more about the experiences of our amazing Texas State faculty. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at TXST. This podcast is a production of the Division of Marketing and Communications at Texas State University. Podcasts appearing on the Texas State University Network represent the views of the host and guest, not of Texas State University. Once again, I'm Sam, and I'll see you all next time. Take care.